I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another solo rip number 32, to be exact, here on the Talking in Bits podcast, where we continue to mine block after block and continue pushing. And a little bit later on in the show, I actually want to talk about how everybody takes a different road to success and how sometimes building it out slow is actually going to help out in the long run as opposed to scaling up fast. Uh, That's actually a good segue to remind y'all that the solo rep is just a side chain of talking in bits. The main chain I just had Juve Bunsal, co-founder of Unchained Capital on, where he was explaining the same exact thing. And if you notice, Unchained Capital is actually literally poised for success in the current state of the market and the current uh, buffoonery that's happening in the market. And there's a reason for that. There's a whole background for that. So check out that episode, that main chain episode with Juve. You won't be disappointed. It's one of the better conversations I've ever had. And I want to tie that into here, talking in bits, a little bit later on and why I feel that talking a bit is successful when others may think that it may not be. I also got some news tied to that. But before we get into that, appreciate y'all as always back for another one. And I'm going to start off with the boosters, the value for value, your peeps, the heads, the tribe, the delegates, the voters, whatever term we want to use, you know who you are. You guys are helping keep this show what it is keeping it ad-free, keeping it censor-free, keeping it whatever the hell it needs to be uh, with nobody impeding on the progress that we're making and what you guys want to listen to, which is nothing but signal. That's all I want to offer is nothing but signal. And whether those guys want to admit it or not, whether your favorite podcaster wants to admit it or not, they have to be careful what it is that they say because they're getting cuck bucks and they're getting uh, boost and they're getting all this other stuff from the people that they're shilling to you. So because time is valuable, because there's a boatload of Bitcoin podcasts out there, because you spend your time with me and you don't have to spend your time with me, I'm not going to waste any of your time shilling anything, even if I use it or not. If I talk about it, it's just going to be a topic. Uh, Like I'm expecting my embassy suite from Start9, but I'm not going to show that, nor am I asking for any advertiser dollars. I'm just going to use it. And if it sucks, I'm going to let you know And if it's amazing, I'm going to let you know. And that is pretty much what you guys are used to for me. It's nothing but blatant truth. So let's get started here, showing some love here. I'm going to start with, you know, from the very top of the list here, the wild hustle. Continue to come back. Continue to show love to the show. I appreciate the boost, man. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, I'm going to try. I'm going to do my very best, especially when I got uh, loyal and avid listeners such as yourself that like the signal and want to see me improve. Keep those boosts coming, Wild Hustle. I appreciate it. And uh, let me know who you want to hear on the show. Let me know what you want to talk about. And I'll make sure that I get that happen. Rage as fuck. Another loyal listener. Appreciate you. Great job on Simply Bitcoin. Cool to hear the collab. Hey, man, it was cool that Nico and company had me over there. Uh, Mr. Robot set that up. Uh, I appreciate Mr. Robot for that. 
I do want to bring up something about that conversation later on when I tie the end of this episode together. But overall, love what they're doing over at Simply Bitcoin. And uh, thanks, man. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting great content. I appreciate you, man. Uh, I am Robot. Mr. Robot. No, I am Mr. Robot. My fault. I read that wrong, good sir. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Uh, and you boosted in small small steps and becoming more sovereign indeed. Love these rips. Love giving them to you, Mr. Robot. Although you hear me rip all the time personally on the phone. We rip to each other all the time and we have that personal relationship and I appreciate it. And even though I can't get the stupid Anchor app, which I'm going to rewire to be more value for value oriented, especially when I get this embassy suite, I do appreciate what you um, are doing with the uh, the mid journey. You and Absur- Absurdiant, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I know you guys showed me love and you sent me some uh, some photos that I could possibly use as they're on the show, but wonk, wonk, Anchor is not letting me do that. But if you guys are listening, follow Mr. Robot, follow Absurdiant. They're loyal fans, cool ass people in real life. Uh, I consider them friends in real life and they're doing really cool stuff with that mid journey, uh, feeding that computer some awesome uh, um, uh, bullets, I guess is what you would call them. Just, you know, the conceptualization of the, of whatever you want to see and watching that damn AI do its thing is always fascinating. But I appreciate y'all and hopefully in the near future, uh, Mr. Robot, we're going to be able to get some of you guys' art here on the show and uh, show you guys some love for that. So don't think I forgot about that. I just can't do it because I post this on Anchor and Anchor is a fossil company. Uh, let's keep it going. Um, ethic Investment. This is a new listener. Good morning. This podcast is perfect for learning. I hope it's perfect for learning. I hope it gives you ammunition. And I hope you keep coming back and listening. I appreciate the boost. Uh, the Wild Hustle again. Uh, constructive Rip. Got to get on Start 9 and Seed Signer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys know how that goes. Let me know what specifically you want to know about Start 9, the Embassy and uh, I got to get my hands on one of those seed signers. I'm slacking on it. Um, it's not because I don't understand the value of it. It's because I'm fortunate enough to deal with multi-signature every single day at work. And I don't want to buy something that's just going to be sitting around. But either way, I want to support the project and I'll get one too. So I'm with you, uh, Wild Hustle. Fiat Bad, welcome back to another episode. Appreciate you. Um, the seed signer episode. You like that? Thanks for not being afraid to get technical. Hey, man, my origins, if, if anybody's ever listened to these older shows, which is a trend, by the way, some of you guys that were listening to the older episodes all the way back to episode four, which I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually a technically, I, I'm, I have a technical background, right? Like I used to code Android apps. I've always been invested in tech. I came into Bitcoin on the tech side of things. So although nowadays I'm kind of more just generally ripping that's because I used to have a co-host where I could focus on the technicals and now it kind of got to be broad. And like I always say, don't want to take up too much of your time repeating stuff. So I appreciate that fiat bad. Let me know specifically what things you kind of want to want me to cover. Um, once again, I do work with multi-signature pretty much every single day, uh, ex-pubs, quorums, all that good stuff. Uh, let me know what you guys want me to talk about, and I definitely would love to get into a technical conversation or have somebody that can help us with that. Dr. Jones Klaus, back for another week. You love that Gigi episode, so that I, um, I, I don't think it's gonna go too much time here before I ask Gigi to come back on the phone, uh, on the phone, <laughs> on the podcast, uh, because Gigi is always fascinating, and I, uh, Gigi's one of the uh, thank maxis that I had last week because I appreciate Gigi that much. Gene, boost, boost, boost. 
Gene is like chief booster, man. I see you going around everywhere and boosting some other podcast that I produce. You're boosting, talking in bits. You're boosting. I appreciate you, Gene. I appreciate the love. Dr. Jones, uh, Klaus, again, you love Keith and C. Tyner. I think we all do. I think we got a lot of value out of that episode. Um, that's it for the boosters. As for the streamers, Rage as Fuck, uh, Gene, Pitar, I am Mr. Robot, Ma21MO, The Wild Hustle, Raw BTC, Fiat Bad, Idea Slut, Dr. Jones, Klaus, Idea Slut, it's funny. Dr. Jones, Klaus, Dirty Jersey, who I saw you back on episode four, man. I'm hoping you're loving that early content. Um, ethic Investment. I think that's what it was. I said E-T-I-C. Ethic Investment. Uh, Irosan. Uh, welcome. And Identity 913. Appreciate everybody that's showing love to the show. Once again, you guys keep this uh, ad-free, sponsor-free. And without y'all, we would be cucking for cuck bucks. And we don't want to do any of that stuff. So let me get into these some of these topics here. I got uh, um, some big ones. But ultimately, I want to tie this at the end with a little bit of... Um, of, you know, how I see Talking in Bits being successful and how others may see it as not being successful, along with a little bit of news that I think I'm going to have the week, the meeting for this week. So I think that's going to be pretty much closed and I, I can't wait to announce that I've been holding this one for a little bit. So let's get into it here. The first one is the the big one. Casa. Oof. Oof, Casa. I don't think nobody was expecting this to happen. Um, but Casa, Casa, Casa announced a few days ago that they're going to be doing a theorem. Uh, cold, is it cold storage? I don't even know what the hell ETH heads call their cold storage. I'm sure it is. Don't even know how it works. Don't even care. But I'm very, very surprised that a company that involves Jameson Lop would go this route. And if you ask me, and I don't have any inside opinion on here, I don't know any facts about what was happening inside, this is what ha this is what the market is doing to a lot of companies. A lot of companies are feeling, all companies are feeling the blunt of this market and this drawback and how hard and difficult it is to not only, you know, to the Bitcoin price, but to liquidity as a whole, right? To get funding. And if you ask me, this is a complete guess out the blue, I'm going to go on a limb and say Casa basically needed to do this ETH move in order to get some investment, fulfill some investment promises, and be able to get some capital to stay afloat. Listen, I, I'm not a genius here, but when you spread yourself thin, you end up having to have shitty code, shitty products, and non-ethical behavior. Ethereum by itself is not bad. My problem is, is that they were already doing multi-signature the wrong way. Sure, a lot of people, maybe even you that's listening now, basically thought, Casa's great. I'm a Casa member. I got multi-signature. But listen, anybody who's teaching you to have one of your private keys on your mobile device is already practicing the wrong way. It's already educating people the wrong way. One of the very basic Bitcoin 101 rules that most people seem to forget, but is the reason we have air gap devices is you do not expose your private seed to an internet connected device. I'm not going to fake the funk here and try to act like I've, I'm a CASA member and I tried their flow. I don't. But once I heard that one of your keys can be, because I know CASA does offer you not to do that, 
But the fact that they allowed you to do that to me always put a sour taste in my mouth. And I always thought they were practicing multi-signature the wrong freaking way. And I believe somebody told me that they even let you know that you could shred your private key by like deleting it from your phone or something like that. What the fuck? So now, with Jameson Lop as what I consider a maxi and historically a maxi, and not to say that that title went away because I'm not on, in the business. It's not just Jamison Lott making decisions. It's other people making decisions as well. Now you're going to have the nerve to pivot into a theorem. Well, that means now you got to focus on a different type of code base, on a different type of customer clientele, and that doesn't serve very well for your Bitcoin. Um, so, you your Bitcoin product. So what's the fastest way to lose Bitcoiners? Easy. Dropping a theorem product. That's very easy. I believe Kevin Stoneham, a uh, co-worker at Unchained, uh, is the person that say that. And, you know, competition is competition, but it's also sad to see because we need competition. Competition is a good thing. Competition makes us better as a company at Unchained and anywhere else. You need people to uh, to bounce ideas off and to compete against, not just watching your competition shoot itself in the foot. So I saw a bunch of people posting kind of how I feel about it. Rest in peace, Casa. We'll see what happens here. If you're an Eve head, wake the fuck up. But if you're an ETH head, this might be good, man. You might be able to get that ETH that's worth nothing uh, or that's a shitcoin uh, off of an exchange and be able to actually cold storage it. So maybe for the Ethereum crowd, this is a win. And, and maybe that's an opportunity that they thought they should take. Right? Like, hey, we'll help the Ethereum people take this worthless shitcoin and protect it. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to protect things that don't mean shit. So that's a backward strategy. Rest in peace, Casa. Don't know where it's going to go, go, but that's a massive, massive oof. Massive, massive oof. Um, all right, cool. So now we're going to bounce around here. I don't know what happened there. Back to the FTX thing, which continues to become bizarre. I'm super upset that this fucking SBF dude is walking around doing these fucking interviews, being respected as a fucking god in crypto, and literally this dude stole millions and millions of dollars from unsuspecting users, maybe even you listening to this show. So FTX says users will get 100% of their money back. Fam, how do you know that? Stop talking shit. I hate it when they fuck up and then they lean in on the buffoonery. You're leaning in on the buffoonery, man. You don't know that. You're not in control of that. And if that happens, good for the users, but shame on you for even getting it done. I'm really, really upset, and, and, and as many freedom maximalists are, that Russ Albrecht um, and many others, Eric Snowden, and these guys are basically like exiled or in jail forever. Um, you name it, man. There's so many of these people out here, and here this fucking guy goes, walking around in the Bahamas, doing conferences. It's, a fucking, it's, it's just an example of how, how clown world we've gotten to in this place. Uh, but I did want to point that out that supposedly, according to, what is this? Mr. Will, well, I don't even know how I got this to show up in my feed. Uh, FTX users will get 100% of their money back. Don't trust the cronies. Don't trust the liars. Don't trust the cheats. This is where Bitcoin saves us. If we just stack, we hodl and get away from this nonsense. I'm going to cycle through this stuff pretty damn quick, y'all because I actually want to get to my point uh, a, a little bit later on, which is a little rant that I got on what success is. So what next topic do I got here? What's another one? 
uh mags clown oh yeah the sbf dude um just pulled the uh, dylan leclerc posted this and uh it's basically just a small video 10 second video and i put it in the show notes of this uh deal book summit uh from the new york times basically applauding the sbf dude like if he was some type of uh god and did something good this is crazy how fucked up is this world that this dude is getting claps this dude is allowed to smile Right, this dude is allowed to 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 do whatever the fuck he wants to do after he pulled what he wants. My take on this is, he he got funded by a lot of powerful people, and those powerful people, sort of like the Epstein, sort of like any of those situations, he has way too much information on these powerful people, and these powerful people will not allow anything to happen to this dude for the risk that he will expose them uh, and everything that he knows about them. Maybe it's just as simple as. Um, Maybe it's just as simple as what he knows personally, but maybe it's just the, the size of investments and where those investments are coming from. Uh, shell companies that they were probably covering up. There's probably a, a shitload of different things that that guy and his company has come into contact with. There is no secret. The numbers are out that the Democratic Party funded the crap out of, out of uh, FTX and, and basically laundered money through there. So why is this guy walking around getting claps, getting cheers and being treated as a crypto god? I don't know. But just that word crypto tells me why. It's a fucking casino. It's a shit show. And this is living proof of the shit show that guys like him that literally committed a crime, literally committed a crime, like OJ type, like red-handed, right? Like I, I think OJ did it. A lot of people are going to tell me now, but we all know that OJ did it. But red-handed, you know, glove fits in this situation, so you can't acquit. This motherfucker's going around just getting all the love in the world. And to me, that absolutely baffles me. That absolutely frustrates me. And it should frustrate you because they hate you. They don't want you to succeed. They don't want you to, to, to be your best self. I've said this many times on the show. They want you to basically fall victim to cucks like this guy right here. And I'm not with it. And neither should you be with it. So if there's one thing we learned about this whole FTX situation is, is there's a whole side that's against us, right? Because if this guy was a Bitcoiner, he would be in jail in a heartbeat, Right? If this guy was anybody else, he would have been underneath the jail. And here he is standing in front of people clapping. And if you're sitting in that room clapping, boy, are you fucking clueless. Boy, do you have no freaking idea what it is that's happening in this world if you think that this guy is notably good enough to clap for and to applaud for and damn near give him a standing ovation. This is insane. This is insane. This makes no damn sense to me and it shouldn't make any damn sense to you. But this is why we have to keep fighting the fight, because if we don't, suckers like this guy, situations like that always get swept under the rug and millions and millions of people suffer. So will everybody get their money back? I'm going to go on a limb and say I highly doubt that. Right. But the fact that he's even allowed to speak out of his mouth and is not sitting underneath a jail right now says a lot about who his donators was and what's going on in that whole situation. Fuck that shit. Opt out of any of that bullshit. Opt out of any of that nonsense and save yourself from being in the whims of this person. I hear stories day in and day out, not just necessarily from FTX, but from BlockFi, from all these companies. I even heard a story where somebody went to pay their BlockFi loan the day before they went bankrupt. They literally paid off the loan, meaning they submitted the money, the wire, in order to cover that loan. Day after BlockFi goes bankrupt, bye-bye coin. 
bye-bye loan payments. So they got double rug pulled in one scenario. How scary is that? How terrible is that? Oh, man, disgusting. Get this shit the hell out of here. Let's hold custody of our coins as the only thing we have left because in this fiat world, there's nothing in it for anybody but white makeup and a red nose. If you want to be successful in the fiat world, you have to embrace the rainbow wig. You have to embrace the red nose. You have to embrace the white makeup on your face. And you might as well get the freaking shoes. And you might as well go get the little car so all you and your homeboys and your homegirls could get inside that freaking car and entertain the world. Because all that is happening, that I, from what I see, is, is a lot of comical relief that underpins non-comical things. A lot of people being hurt out here. A lot of people suffering out here. But boy, does the clown world continue to double up. Right? If we talked about Parker with Texas hedging, boy, the clown world is Texas hedged, man. <laughs> they think they're absolutely right, and they just keep doubling down. They just keep doing what they do with no remorse and no recourse. And then the funny thing is, is they expect you to just sit around and, and uh, uh, act like you can't see it. Right? Like, like you, you don't know what's happening. No, you're full of shit. You're wrong. You're this. You're that. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know why this is happening. This is the only time in my lifetime that I can see that, where they're up to no good in front of your face, and then they just want you to kind of just like act like it's not happening or that you're not seeing it. Newsflash, we're seeing it. And with the age of social media, we're seeing it a lot more than you guys want us to see it, which is why you're all backpedaling. Um, you know, that kind of goes into what happened today, uh, a conversation I had on Simply Bitcoin uh, a few days ago about bullish on Elon posting about the universal app, right? That does payments, that does video, that does, man, I got no faith in that Elon dude, bro. I think Odell posted today the truth. The new moderation system of Twitter is basically just tweeting at Elon and saying, please unblock me or unlock my account. That's that's the new moderation tool. Now one dude is sitting there and everybody here LARPing, acting like this dude is going to save the day because he did X, Y, Z and because he's that. Is it better than it was under the previous regime? Sure, sure. That was a sloppy regime. We all know what type of buffoonery they were up to. But is it going to get any better with Elon? I don't know. I'm not putting too much faith in that. The Bitcoiners are building better stuff. The Lightning devs are building better stuff. And will we have the... The scale of Twitter, the millions of users of Twitter, maybe not right away, but we will once everybody starts to wake up, once everybody starts to realize that one guy is just one guy, and once everybody starts to realize that even if you think he's on your side, he's not. There's a reason he got to the place that he is right now, and it's not by being friendly to people. It's not by caring what people think. It's by tooting his own horn and doing what he needs to do. They actually, he or they or whoever actually blocked Fountain today. That's right. Fountain Podcast, where we stream sats and where you're probably listening to the show right now, they got blocked on Twitter today. Were they released later on? Sure they were. But why the hell did that even happen to begin with? Because everybody's putting all their marbles on Elon. Everybody's going to pay their little $8 to get their little blue check. And here Jose is sitting in the background saying, I fucking hate social media. But how are you going to scale, Jose? I fucking hate social media. But how are you going to let people know about your show? Easy. They'll find out about it because the signal 
always wins. You build out slow and the signal always wins. And that's what I'm expecting here for talking in bits. Am I going to build slow? Absolutely. But with the boosters that I continue to see week in and week out, and with their trust that they're going to share the word and the signal, I don't have to worry about being on any of those platforms doing any type of cuckery behavior and waving my ass around metaphorically for anybody to follow the show. You either dig the show or you don't dig the show. You either hear about the show from a friend that tells a friend or you don't. I am perfectly fine with any of those scenarios because I don't need to answer to anybody. I just do this because I enjoy doing it and I do this because I want to contribute to the greatest thing that's ever happened in my lifetime, the best revolution that's out there, and that is Bitcoin. So no trust in Elon, a lot of trust in the Lightning developers and what they got building, and we will figure this out just like RSS feeds and Lightning figured out this podcasting thing. We're getting closer and closer to figuring out the social media thing, and those big giants, Twitter, Facebook, those guys will disappear in a heartbeat as soon as we make this shift over to a new way of doing things, right? Uh, give a shout out to Zion. I heard Justin talking over on the Meat Mafia guys or whatever, and he was explaining how they're trying to tackle this problem in itself, and they're having good success doing it. And uh, I'm very bullish on that situation. So speaking of value for value, I got this from Pod News. Um, Dystopia and Albi, shout out to Albi, announced a partnership to integrate value for value payments for podcasters. You see... Why do we care what Elon is doing? Why do we care what Instagram is doing? Why do we care what Twitter is doing when there's so much other really good news happening that's uh, freedom related, that's Bitcoin related, that's, you know, uh, censorship resistant related? Screw all this stuff. Focus on the real signal and the real signal, I promise you, is not what Elon is doing with Twitter. All right. Now I'm going to get to my final point here. So this is not going to be a this to Nico, not at all. So I hope nobody takes it as that. I actually appreciate that he had me in front of his audience, um, but I want to be transparent. And afterwards, he I don't know where he got his metric from. I don't know where he got his number from. Maybe he just Googled it and did some regular stuff. Uh, but he was basically asking after the show, hey man, with the quality that you have on your show, you should have a lot more followers. You should be streaming a lot more. Then he went on to give me a bunch of great tips for how to scale, which I appreciate. Thank you so much, Nico. And I love what you guys are doing at Simply Bitcoin. I left away from that conversation thinking about what success means for who. Who are you asking what success is and how are you defining that success? Because everybody takes a journey in a different direction and as long as I'm content with what I consider success, I think that the, the advice of you should have more followers or you should have more downloads is completely irrelevant to my situation of podcasting. Now, if you're a podcaster, this may not apply to you. But as I repeat, I don't do podcasting in the traditional format standard way. I don't care about downloads. I don't care about uh, listens. I don't care about uh, likes or shares on social media. That does not define success for me because the only reason you need any of those metrics is so you can go in front of these companies and say, give me free cuck bucks or, or sponsor me so I can put your name here. I got X amount of downloads or any of that stuff to basically sell yourself to be able to get more revenue 
so that obviously if you're smart, you get that revenue and then you start outsourcing your work, right? So you get social clips, you get more better equipment, you get, you know, uh, people to do your social media marketing for you. You get all these things with advertiser money. All good. Not for this guy right here. I fund myself every single step of this way. This high quality that you see here is out of my own pocket, out of my own dime. I am at a loss for doing this. I've said this before, but it doesn't matter because the mission, the education, the signal, the renaissance, the revolution, none of that gives a shit about advertisers and sponsors, right? We need more people to get signal and we don't need to wait two or three minutes between your sponsor reads in order to get that damn signal. So define success. Somebody who has a million listens, maybe quarter of a million downloads, right? That's successful. You want to know what I find success? Having a tribe of listeners that continue to come week in and week out and make the intentional decision to separate from their Bitcoin, to give value through me, through sets, to be able to make that decision and say, this show is so good that I'm going to give away the most precious asset of all time. I've told y'all, this is the voting mechanism. So everybody else can have their whatever X amount of downloads and listens and likes and their ad sponsor money and their revenue. You want to know what I'm going to keep doing it? I'm going to keep doing this for the people. I'm going to keep not wasting y'all time. I'm going to keep not shilling you shit. I'm going to keep just telling you it the way I see it, documenting this for my kids, documenting this for whoever cares. And in the, and, and in the end, hopefully good enough that you guys will deliver value to me as I'm delivering it to you. That is my mission statement. That's what I die on. Some people have 2 million listeners and zero value delivered, right? I have 500 uh, return listeners. Usually we go up to a thousand, we go back down. 500 return listeners, right? With over 2 million sats stacked on value for value since this summer. That's signal. That's value. That's what I am doing this for. And when I help these other podcasters that you're probably listening to, and when I produce their shows, and when I edit their shows, we all do it on a value for value standard. So I'm educating other podcasters how to release their speech and how to censorship resist their speech and how to get true value from their tribe instead of relying on shaking their ass for these companies and the old podcast model of things. So to sum that up, I'm never going to be like y'all. Talking in Bits is never going to be like y'all. But you want to know where Talking in Bits ended up? Being home-based out of TFTC Studios here in the Bitcoin Commons in Austin. Yeah, that's right. That's the announcement, y'all. TFTC is going to be the home base, TFTC Studios, I should say. Shout out to Marty. Shout out to Kaylee for, for, for running the commons. Shout out to Parker for believing in the show and the vision and all the hard work that we do here. And because of all that, you would ask me this a year ago, I would have told you crazy, especially when I split from my co-host and I couldn't figure out what I was going to do with this show. Here I am. And hopefully, I think this is pretty much a done deal, so I'd be damned if it goes backwards, but... 
we're going to have the final meeting to be able to make sure that that Talking in Bits is home-based in the great TFTC studios where Rabbit Hole Recap is recorded, where TFTC is recorded, and now where the future of Bitcoin podcasting will be recorded. And that's Talking in Bits and the Meat Mafia guys. Shout out to them as well. So big news. I asked the question again, and you guys can leave the boost here in the bottom and let me know what determines success for you. We all take a different path. We all get to success in different ways. And what I walked away from that conversation with Nico is, boy, this guy is good at what he does. Boy, did he just give me some good actionable information for scaling possibly. But boy, doesn't he understand that I'm not like that breed. Boy, doesn't he not, and many others don't understand that I'm not trying to compete with these other Bitcoin podcasts because I'm not trying to do what they're doing. I'm doing something completely unique and call me a lunatic. I think I'm going to win and I think I will win. And so will many others as long as they adopt this new way of doing censorship resistant media. And that's value for value. That's asking the listeners, how much value did you get? Please provide it as opposed to telling the listeners, let's take a quick short break for me to talk to you about nonsense. And hey, man, I love these products just like some of these people do. Don't get me wrong. But I would never do that to y'all because time is precious and you don't need to waste your time, right, being sold on some other shit that then if it backfires on you, I'm going to have to now say, well, they were a sponsor, but you got to do your own research. Nope, nope, nope. The value that you give will always come to making the show better, to making the equipment better, to making the stories better, to making the guests better. And I'm not playing on the same court as everybody else is playing or mostly everybody else. And that's what I walked away from, from that conversation. I appreciate you guys. This is why we do what we do. And this is why even though I'm a little bit under the weather right now, and even though I couldn't get a video out right now, I'm still here on this microphone making sure that I serve my purpose to y'all and that's to be consistent with what I bring to the table and quickly go through some news events because that's another thing. I'm not going to talk to y'all about news events that 900 million uh, Twitter posts uh, have flooded your feed with. I'm going to tiptoe around things and then I'm going to expound on bigger things. That's what I do here. And on the main chain, I'm going to bring some of the smartest people on some of the most humblest people on so that they can share their value with you. And I'm going to do that favor for you. You may not know Drew Bunsall. You may not know Gigi. You may not know Keith Mukai. You may not know Eric Kaysen. You may not know anybody that's on the show that I've had on. But through me, you'll be able to get a relationship with them. Through me, you'll be able to hear their thoughts and be the, 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 the fly on the wall, as they like to say. So let's keep this train going. I'm not changing anytime soon. Matter of fact, I'm going to improve, especially with the home base now being the great TFTC studios at the Bitcoin Commons. Until next week, y'all, you know where to find us. Value for Value on Fountain, Breeze, and any of the other Value for Value uh, podcast apps. Caster.io, there's a bunch of them out there that I've really got to experiment with. I'm waiting for my embassy suite to basically really take this decentralized podcast into the next level and possibly host my own RSS feed inside of my own note. More of that to come, more news to come, more growth to come. I'm winning regardless what they say and regardless what the metrics say. 
I'm winning because you guys tell me that I'm winning week in and week out. Bitcoin TV, not this episode, no video, but that's where you can catch the 4K content. That's where you could go back in the library and listen to any of the great episodes. And if you're not on the Bitcoin standard, as I like to say, of media, then you can go check us out on the legacy outlets. I hear you there and I see you there as well, but I wish you were on the other side. Until next week, y'all. Take care.